This is Under Understood. Adrian, Regina. Hi, John. John. Hello. Billy's Hi. out sick this week, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Sick and traveling. Double excuse. Yeah. Unfortunate for him and for us. But you have something. I have a brand new segment. Oh, no. no. I do. It's my turn. We should just change the name of the show. Two segments. To brand segments. new segment. Oops, all segment. This is a segment I'm calling Wild Pitch. Wild Pitch. Is it like the opposite of perfect pitch? Um. Well, I was thinking of it more as like a baseball reference. A baseball wild pitch. Oh. That's just a bad pitch. Just just a pitch that was it was sent towards the plate in uh, with the best of intentions, and and it wound up hitting the back wall uh, by mistake. And it's live after that happens. And it's live after that happens exactly. Okay. On wild pitch, the idea is that we find uh, a story pitch from our past. That maybe oh, no. either didn't work <laughs> out or or like uh, as we got to know the facts of it, it became uh, a less interesting story than the pitch might have implied it was. Okay. There's Oof. so many of these. Yeah. I'm I'm stressed. I think this is a rich vein for us personally. Okay. Are we going to make them – it's going to be – it's not going to be wild. Well, this – okay. I'm also using this segment as an excuse to talk about one of my favorite 90s television things. So oh, that's okay. basically uh, why I'm bringing this to a, to the show. See, this is the problem with the segments thing is that mm. every segment is really just for one story. A cr- between the four of us, I think we can absolutely mine for pitches uh, that were like turned out to be duds, but are still interesting yeah. in there. Yeah. We'll, we'll be the judges. Okay. <laughs> What's the pitch? Billy, Adrian, and I all worked at a website called The Outline. It no longer exists, but we were there from like 2016-ish through 2017, 2018, the three of us. Yep. This is a story that I attempted to do at The Outline. Oh. And I feel like <laughs> since the website doesn't exist anymore, I, I'm free to talk about it's it fair. here. Oh, yeah. It's your IP. Mm-hmm. 100%. <laughs> this, is, this was a story that I pitched uh, at The Outline a former colleague of ours, Owen Phillips, was uh, the reporter that I was working with on this. And uh, we never got to finish it. I think the I think finishing it actually might have been slightly a problem for it being a good story. So I bring it to us here now. Mm-hmm. If I say to you, I'm going to say to you two words and you tell me on like a scale of one to ten, your familiarity with these two words together, okay? Mm-hmm. The words are masked magician. Zero percent. Good. The answer was zero percent before you pitched this the first time. Okay. (laughs) And everything I know about it is from what you've told me. All right. This is one of my favorite things from the 90s. Wow. Okay. So from 1997 to 1998, Fox TV, Fox the Broadcast Network in the U.S., aired four big TV specials called... Breaking the Magician's Code, Magic's Biggest Secrets Finally Revealed. Mm. Wow, that's messed up. The Magician's <laughs> Code is... Is this a real code? This yeah, is the idea that you I don't think reveal it's a real code. tricks. I don't think yeah. it's like a... Uh, I don't think you take a, an oath that I know of. Like the Hippocratic but, Oath? No, it's just a serious, yeah. 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 <laughs> it's just a serious, sure. 
But yeah, it's the idea that uh, as a magician, if you are part of the magician community, you don't give away secrets. Okay. So the idea, the premise of this television special series, obviously, was that a magician was going to give away the secrets mm-hmm. and break the magician's code. Wow, what a scab! Yeah, what a jerk! Can I play you the intro to the show, the first mm-hmm. special? Mm-hmm. Inside this abandoned warehouse in a location that must remain secret, we're going to do something that we probably shouldn't be doing. All right, this looks like anyway. the beginning of a Kink.com video. <laughs> You're about to see one of the world's top magicians break his code of silence and reveal some of magic's most closely guarded secrets. This is not a gimmick. You are actually going to find out how these amazing illusions are pulled off. A warning. If you don't want to know how these tricks are done, better switch to another channel right now. Why is he outside <laughs> of the sure why a well-known magician would go on television and expose these deep, dark secrets. After all, he's risking his entire career to do so. That's why in order to protect his identity, you will not hear him speak or even see his face. He will be known only as the Masked Magician. Mm, the Masked Magician. Tonight, for the first time on television, he will reveal the incredible secret of sawing a woman in half, the secret trick to levitating eight feet off the ground, and the astonishing secret of making a 7,000-pound elephant disappear right before your very eyes. Okay, I'm hooked. Don't blink. <laughs> I don't know. That was the most boring delivery I've ever seen. Like he's talking about a 7,000 pound elephant and it's like he's putting me to sleep. That guy is Mitch Pileggi. He was on the X-Files Ugh, while this was on. Mitch. <laughs> yeah, so this is the setup for the show. This was 1997 on Fox. Uh, and the whole idea here is that a man in a spooky face in a spooky full face mask known as the mask magician would step through a combination of very large and small scale magic tricks revealing to the home audience how they were achieved. Would you like to see a a trick? Yes. Mm -hmm. We've all seen a magician saw a woman in half. I've never seen that. No. (laughs) Oh, is this guy in the creepy mask, the masked magician? Yes. Yes. He's terrifying. No, it's somebody else. (laughs) I don't know. It's all weird. Yeah, so the whole setup of this the is weird. Open so we can see the assistant trapped inside. This is one of the things that makes this trick so effective. Do you want to describe his mask too? It's like kind of... Um... Uh, I, I mean, I was just going to describe his mask as though, I don't know, he's in like a creepy band of the same time period. Like it's all, it's like black and white. Like maybe he's a raccoon or a raccoon that is the lead singer in a band. <laughs> um, I couldn't really see his mask. And he's wearing all black, inc- including black like, robes. Yeah, like velvet gloves, black velvet like gloves. Yeah, his face mask is like it covers his entire face, and there are white stripes or gray stripes going along it. And he looks kind of like um, Caitlin, my fiance, calls this like a luchador mask almost, but more yeah, like a wrestler. Yeah. And he's also being very businesslike, I feel. <laughs> yeah. He's just getting shit done. He's not doing lots of presentation. This is kind of a theme with this, all of the tricks they do on the on these specials is that the assistants are really doing most of the work and the mass magician is kind of waving his hands disturbingly around, making magic happen. This is a real saw. The blade is very sharp. But as you'll see later, that doesn't matter. Okay. The, the, the first flourish. Yeah. If they're sawing through her body, sometimes just <laughs> right. And they're the like boxes are wobbling around, struggling. Why wouldn't there be any blood? The shackles are unlocked, 
And from here, you can see that her stomach looks just fine. Ew. That's also a, a disturbing theme throughout all of these, the uh, weird objectification. Yeah. This is the key to the entire illusion. Check out the leg restraints. It's supposed to look like no one could get out of them. But she could easily move her feet. Yes. Like you just point them down, pull them up. But watch. There's just enough room for her to slip free. It takes a really limber assistant to pull off a trick like this. It does not. Honestly, I could do that, and I am not a limber person. <laughs> to enhance the illusion, the boxes are spun around while the assistant remains curled up inside the top half of the box. You, you get the format. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I hate it. <laughs> okay. Sorry. <laughs> but audiences loved it, Regina. Oh, really? After the first one of these, this was the most popular special Fox had ever done up to this point. And there were lots of Fox specials. I've just looked up a list before this. Uh, there, like, there were many, many specials on Fox, and this, had, this was the all-time most popular special they'd ever run. Wow. Was there a response from the magician community? So, I'm so glad you asked. The magician <laughs> community seems not to have liked this very much at all. Obviously. I found uh, a thread on the Magic Cafe, uh, and for some reason, these were posted in 2002, and I don't want to give away yet why 2002 was a pivotal year for this, but I'll read you some quotes about another one of these specials that aired. Is this the end of magic? Mm-hmm. I am watching the show as I write this, and I'm in, I'm in total horror. The entire tone of the show seems, seems to be that all magicians pass themselves off as a god or superhuman, and you have to be able to expose them by knowing their tricks. This is absolutely disgusting. It seems like someone over at Fox has a personal grudge against D. Blaine. Just about every effect revealed has been shown on a DB special. The problem is some of these effects are currently in use by many of us in our own shows. I personally use the two-card Monty card effect to open my card routine. Now I have to junk it because of some jackass network exec that thought, cool, we'll expose this David Blaine fellow and make a mint while we're at it, not even caring that they are ruining the livelihoods of many magicians. Not just because they may use some of these effects, but because of what was mentioned before about giving magicians a bad image. Sorry for ranting, but this really stinks. And there are like many similar posts. People who are horrified and disgusted that uh, a magician is being aired on TV giving away secrets. So this person is assuming it's Fox trying to get back at David Blaine. But what if it's David Blaine? <laughs> a valid Ooh, the question. magician? <laughs> I was yeah. just going to say. So it's valid for the magician to need to be masked and not use their voice because they are truly inspiring a lot of anger from their fellow magicians. I remember, so I, this was like, a very early memory of not that early, but I was 10 when these started and I was so into these specials. I would, I taped them and I watched them so many times as a kid. And I remember having this conversation with my family that like, mm, he's wearing the mask. So maybe he's really famous. But on the other hand, someone who's not famous doing this might want us to think it's a famous magician and will wear the mask anyway. Right. Yeah, they might not even be a real magician. Maybe there's a there's another magician whose body type would be too identifiable. Mm-hmm. And so they're just, you know, feeding lines. Paid actor. Mm-hmm. Yep. Paid actor. Also, I think a valid theory. Mm-hmm. 
but anyway, the first the first special was so popular. Fox did another three in that year alone. Was it always the same magician? It was always the same magician. As far as we know. Yes. Um, in an interview with the Chicago Tribune in 1998, the magician... Uh, the magician did an interview? The magician did an interview over the phone with a uh, where the magician did not I- identify themselves as who they are. So in the, in the interview, they were only identified as mass magician. And the mass magician said, once it's found out who I am, my career would be at an end. I would be blackballed from every magician's club, probably couldn't even walk into a magic shop. Mm-hmm. But then... He walked into a magic shop. <laughs> no. In the fourth installment, he revealed who he is. <gasps> no. Do you want to know the identity of the masked magician? Yes. Are who we going to know who it is? Is it like Adam Sandler? Like. <laughs> <laughs> Good evening. During the past year, I have shown you how some of magic's most famous illusions are secretly performed. I have done this under the guise of a mass face Does he and have an some kind of name. voice distortion? Yes. In recent years, magic has taken a backseat to movies, video games, and other forms of high-tech entertainment. Oh, my God. I was afraid that magic <laughs> was going to be forgotten. It doesn't hurt the art of magic when the audience is in on a trick. Because the secret is a small part of it. The real magic is in the performance. The best magicians like David Copperfield, Lance Burton, and Penn and Teller. All right, so it's not David Copperfield, Lance Burton, or Penn and Teller. It would be really funny if it was one of them. (laughs) Every magician aspires to be that great, including me. All right, disappears in a fog. Valentino, the masked magician. Valentino. Before I go, I'd like to leave you with this thought. It is my belief that the art of magic is for everyone. Not just a select few who call themselves magicians, but for every single one of you. And especially the kids, because it is you kids that are the future of magic. So he's revealed himself at this point. Yes. His mask is gone. He's Valentino. Who's Valentino? He is clean shaven, black hair, slicked back, but also still poofy. So much hair. Well groomed. Yes. Well groomed. Yes. Valentino magician. Am I allowed to Google this? Um, you can. It'll it'll basically just point to him being the to mass this. magician. Yeah. Right. So he's nobody else. He's just a random Val Valentino. He goes by Val Valentino. That isn't his real name, but he had been a Vegas magician basically uh, before this. Uh-huh. Uh, definitely a professional music magician full time, but not like David Copperfield level. Moderately successful professional magician. Yeah, yeah. Somebody that the community probably knew. Yeah, and I believe before the special aired, there was like plenty of speculation that Valentino was the mass magician leading up uh, to this. Oh, so it wasn't he's, like he's that kind of guy. A shocker. No, I think like people were able to. People who knew magic triangulated kind of who this could be. Hmm. It is kind of problematic that he wasn't a super well-known magician, though, because like this moment for a home audience, I imagine was pretty anticlimactic. Right. They're like, who's but like who? How like, many yeah. magicians does a home audience know? How many magicians could they name anyway? Basically the ones he named in this right. thing. It was, yeah, Lance Burton, Penn and Teller. David Copperfield, Chris Angel. I don't even know Lance Burton. 
Yeah, honestly, David Copperfield is the only one I know. Lance Burton was big in the 80s. Mm. I see. So that was the reveal of Valentino, the masked magician. Very exciting. Then what happened? So the fallout from the reveal, I don't know that much about it. He has continued to perform as the masked magician, even after unmasking himself on this show. (laughs) This is an episode of Diagnosis Murder in which the masked magician gets killed on set. What? (laughs) It's incredible. Hello, I'm Randolph Mantooth. In this abandoned warehouse, deep in the heart of an American city, one brave man will once again solve the mysteries that have perplexed us for centuries. (laughs) Watch closely. Maybe you can see how the illusion is done. Here's a hint. Ask yourself, why he's using a rifle instead of a bow to fire the arrow. We have it! Oh, everybody, wait, He's down. He's really dead. And then the follow-up scene. <gasps> oh, gosh. He's wearing the mask in the hospital. Okay. No, I can't reveal my identity. Oh, That's why I wouldn't alive. let me call an ambulance. Uh-huh. He was afraid they'd oh, take gosh. the mask off. Look, I won't tell you how to do magic. You don't tell me how to practice medicine. <laughs> what? What's all this? Oh, that's the secret behind the illusion. <laughs> anyway. Who was trying to His kill Valentino? He was mm. famous enough that an episode of Diagnosis Murder featured the real Valentino. Fun. Uh, these days, he seems to be very popular in Brazil, where he goes by the mass magician and Mr. M. Hmm. And he also did a 13-episode series in basically exactly the same format as this, but shorter, on some syndicated network in 2008. Still masked, still silent, still narrated rather than speaking or showing his face. Like, he kind of pivoted, it seems like, at this moment to be the masked magician as his magic persona, even though he was revealed. Mm -hmm. Why not? Why not? That was kind of his thesis, right? It doesn't matter. Once the trick is revealed, it's all about the performance. I don't think this special would would hit the same way today that it did then. Because, like, do you, do you know the show Penn and Teller Fool Us? No. Is it basically the, this? Well, no, but the premise of the show is that magicians come on, do illusions, and Penn and Teller basically get to guess it, whether they know how the illusion was done. Mm-hmm. And they'll speak in kind of, like, vaguely coded phrases to the magician to indicate whether they know the techniques that are used in the trick. And they basically get one guess. And if they have fooled the, um, and if the magician has fooled Penn and Teller and they can't, they don't know how the trick was done, that magician gets a trophy and gets to perform in Penn and Teller's live show in Vegas. Oh, cool. It's a cool show. But if they fail, then their trick is revealed. Well, no, if they fail, then what Penn and Teller said was like coded language that indicates that they know how the trick was done. Well, and if you seem very interesting for the audience, it is kind of interesting because it's like, it doesn't give it away if you don't want to know, but if you Google it, it's really simple then to kind of figure out what effect is in play. And I know that their philosophy about giving tricks away is kind of similar where having the audience in on the fact that they are watching something that isn't real is more interesting than trying to convince an audience that you are magical. Right. Yeah. Okay. I'm just looking at Wikipedia and according to Wikipedia, a touring magician couple, Kevin and Cindy Spencer, sued Val Valentino for revealing two tricks that they had to take out of their act. 
I remember this. Did they win? And another lawsuit was brought by a different magician <laughs> who unsuccessfully, quote, tried to prevent Fox from airing a special featuring the secret behind the table of death, an illusion Cole says he perfected. Andre Cole was the name of the magician. According to Cole, he licensed the trick to seven of the top 10 music- magicians in the world and estimated his financial damages as a result of the special at more than $500,000. Wait, is that how it works? People license their tricks to each other? Yeah. Whoa. Oh, wait, that kind of changes. Every now and then, some of these people will wind up on Fool Us also, where they um, it'll be like the inventor of a trick will show up, and they they normally don't perform, but it, like this is an opportunity to kind of show off what they're good at by inventing a trick for the show. According to Wikipedia, that magician had trouble suing since illusions are not among the intellectual properties covered by copyright law. <gasps> <laughs> um, so wait, but what happened to the other lawsuit? Spencer's versus Valentino lawsuit. I'm not seeing anything about the resolution of the lawsuit. So it was probably either dropped or settled. I imagine it was probably settled by either Fox or the production company, which was Nash Entertainment. Lawsuit forces magician to reveal secret. David Copperfield was forced to reveal the secret to a popular illusion in his act after he was sued by a participant. (laughs) What? What? Does the community still get as mad at him? (laughs) So, so Valentino was was revealed uh, or unmasked himself in 1998, but in 2002. Fox decided to air two more specials that were kind of the same idea. One of these, and I, and I, where I read, I don't know if I believe this completely, but I read that they happened on the same night. One of them was called Street Magic Finally Revealed. Oh. This is n- not officially associated with the Secrets of Magic, um, uh, Breaking the Magician's Code, and it was made by a company called Blurry Productions. No lighting tricks, no lovely assistants. What's required here is a skilled professional. So we have the masked magician again. Yeah, look at him. Oh, it's different. Different it's a person. Completely different, different mask. guy. Tonight, a world-class street magician will walk the streets of San Francisco, creating stunning illusions. If this one, he's much less disguised. Like yes. you can kind right. of see the guy underneath. Yeah. Right. The mask just covers the top half of his face. It's like a Phantom of the Opera mask. If it covered both sides of the face. Right. And he's in a leather jacket over a black hoodie. Nothing covering his mouth, so there's no voice distortion. Is it 37? Yes! So they're basically aping a bunch of um, uh, David Blaine tricks. Oh, really? Yeah. So this is the one where they try to tear down David Blaine. This is, yes. This is one of them where they try to tear down David Blaine, but I think the one that they were... So what's Fox's beef with David Blaine? What's Fox's beef with magic? So it doesn't surprise me that this guy looks the way he does, I guess, because this is like not canon to Breaking the Magician's Code. However, there was a follow-up to Breaking the Magician's Code also in 2002, maybe the same night. And that's this. It was said that Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, the creator of Sherlock Holmes, Aha. believed... Also a different person. What's going on here? Different mask. Long yes. hair? Long hair. Let's see if he Weird right. purple mask. In this case, the magician will be traveling through the object. Still weirdly no, sexualized assistants. Sure, yes. That's part of the brand at this point. Like, why are they in lingerie? Different assistants, though, from the first one. So are the girls. Yeah, sure. It's a whole new crew. 
Whole new crew, but the same set, the, the same music. By examining a magical portal, there's a split in the center of the portal that allows him to pass his hand through. See. So is this Valentino having grown his hair out for four years? <laughs> and gained three inches of height? Right. Yeah. He does look taller. No, it's a totally different guy. The mouth is completely different. Yeah, face shape d- different. Yeah. Right. This This mask is also more revealing. But this is part of the same series of specials that the that Valentina was on. Got it. But this is the only one of these that there was. There was one of mm. these in 2002, and then Valentino came back as the mass magician in 2008. This guy was never revealed. Oh. Neither mm. of these guys was re- ever revealed. I'm not really surprised about the street magician one, but this guy... How did this guy get off? I mean, I think street magician, they literally just found on the street. <laughs> like, I, he doesn't need to be revealed. He you was, know? right. He seemed so identifiable. Does this guy talk? The second studio mask magician? No, okay. the second studio mask magician is, it's the same format. It's the same basic show. How many episodes? One. It's like when they recast an actor and just pretend that nothing happened. Right. Why is it a different mask though? It was like they were... Because it's a different face shape. The other one just literally wouldn't fit. But this one shows his full exposed mouth. Yeah, he's got a longer face. (laughs) And this guy is definitely not the same as the street guy. No. No, no. Could be a wig. I've got them both. I mean, they are magicians. Masters of illusion. So my initial pitch for this was, who is this guy? Wild pitch. Okay. Bring it back. (laughs) My initial wild pitch back at the outline was, who is this guy? And why was he never revealed? Um, I I can't find it anymore, but I swear to God, I found a message board like five or six years ago where people were speculating that this was actually Chris Angel before Chris Angel became more famous. Uh, love that. It would be so good. It's totally not Chris Angel. S- sorry, who's Chris Angel? He's another Vegas magician who's kind of goth brand. Sure. Is that fair? Mind freak. I think it's... Chris with two S's? Uh, yes, it's Chris with C-R-I-S-S. Right, He's a magician right. and restaurateur. Let's not forget that. Mm. Oh, okay. mm, sorry. Uh, pizza, lunch, and dinner. Put, 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 That's what it's called? Pizza, lunch, and dinner? Uh, let me find Why the, not breakfast? Uh, yeah, I don't understand. Is pizza, like pizza breakfast, for breakfast and then you have lunch and dinner? Or is pizza only for lunch and dinner? Yeah, it's kablip. Chris Angel's breakfast, lunch, and pizza. Kablip. Mm. Mm-hmm. What is the kablip part? C-A-B-L-P stands for Chris Angel's breakfast, lunch, and oh, pizza. Oh, got it. Okay. Kablip. It's an hour outside of Las Vegas. Does the timeline line up? When did Chris Angel rise to power and... This is 2002. It is okay. borderline whether this could be Chris Angel because he became much more popular just after that. I am 99% sure this is not Chris Angel. <laughs> okay. Well, that's disappointing. <laughs> the other the other magician whose name I know. Yeah. So, back then Owen and I decided to start looking into who this could be. And I don't have the recordings of the interview, but we found the director of this special. And basically what we learned was that uh, no one on the set knew who this guy was. 
Even the director had never seen the guy. Yeah, they kept him completely. This This is how they do the masked singer, right? Apparently, yes. But like this, of all things, this guy... Like, the director of the show did not know who the real magician was on I mean, his it's own probably show. easier because he could just, like, take his mask off and be walking around and no one would even know because they wouldn't recognize That's him. That's a really good point. If it's not a famous magician, it yeah. could have been anybody that they thought yeah. was on the crew. It's yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, that guy who's been in the bathroom forever could be him. Yeah. So, basically, that guy indicated that maybe Valentino himself would know. We briefly got in touch with Valentino. You did? Bit, yeah, we did. Um, Owen did. Valentino basically didn't want to or couldn't participate in in our story back then. So we let it go. And like in the ensuing years, I keep thinking about this. Like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Like, I want to know who this other mass magician is. But on the other hand, I think the story has this inherent problem, which is twofold. One, this is kind of like a doxy story. This guy has never come forward as being one of the only other mass, official mass magician. Okay, but wait. Here's the yeah. thing. Yeah. is I get, like, you don't want to dox him because mm-hmm. if he's a magician and you give away all the secrets, everybody hates him now. But at the same time, like, is he actually the one giving away the secrets? He's just, he's just the face. He's just the mask. Isn't that enough? I don't know if that's enough. He's an actor. I also think he's opening himself up to it by making a career move out of secrets, out of telling secrets. I think, well, okay, so Valentino, Valentino is supposedly the only person who knows who this is. What? (laughs) Wait, so Valentino recruited him? Or something, I don't know. I don't know. I think there's another piece of this, though, is I don't think it's particularly satisfying to know who this other relatively unknown magician is. We'd basically be endangering someone's magic career, right? By by outing them. Or it's somebody that we don't know who he is. And then that's not and satisfying then it's just either. Anticlimactic. Yeah. Hmm. So it's a lose lose. It's a wild pitch. It's a pitch that doesn't connect. It's a pitch that doesn't connect. Sure. Aren't baseball metaphors great and so versatile? I think so. That was a home run. If you're listening to this and you have the impulse to go find out who this guy is, please don't. Uh, there's a, we don't want to... We have a no-doxing rule on this show, and that applies to our audience or, as well. Yeah, or just like, even if you call in and tell us who this is, we will not air it. Oh, yeah. If you are the person, let me know, please. I would like to oh, know sure, that. Sure, if that's sure. you on yeah. the TV and you want to come on our podcast even, let me know. But uh, yeah, don't... Don't invade anyone's privacy to do this. But you will have to reveal how to do at least one magic trick. And it has to be one that you don't need any visuals for. Right, an audio <laughs> magic trick. Yeah, audio only. I think of ourselves as as audio magicians. I don't. I do wear a mask whenever we record, though. Same. Under Understood is Adrian Jeffries, Regina DeLay, Billy Disney, and me, John Lago Marcino. Ryan Manning is our editor. If you've got a question or a mystery that the internet can't answer or solve, we want to hear about it, send us an email at hello at underunderstood.com or leave a voicemail in our mailbox. That number is 212-994-4882. If you like the show so much you want to support it, you can become a patron at patreon.com slash underunderstood. We did this show in our spare time, 
And uh, Patreon helps keep this whole thing sustainable week after week. Plus, if you become a patron, you get access to a monthly live show and a bonus feed full of over 100 extra bonus things in that feed. Again, that's patreon.com slash underunderstood. All right. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next week.